Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and my guest today is Joe Perone, and he joins us to share practical tips on how business owners can work more on their businesses and less in their businesses. And anyone who has built a business or is in the process will understand that we work way too hard in our businesses until we are at the edge of total burnout. I mean, it can destroy marriages if you're not doing it properly. It can destroy marriages. It can have you outside looking for a job job. None of us want that. So Joe is here to help us, and he is an executive consultant who helps business owners and professionals find freedom from stress and overwhelm. There's that word, overwhelm. He is an expert in creating free time and eliminating burnout, and he had to learn how to do this because he is also the owner of two brick-and-mortar businesses in New Haven, Connecticut. One is New England Collision, and the other is Astro Auto Repair. He, is working, he was working so hard and so much that he literally put his health on the line. Something had to change. Now Joe spends just 15 to 20 hours each week on site, and I'm guessing that means both businesses, and he spends the rest of his time working with other business owners who'd like to have more free time, energy, and money. Welcome to the show, Joe. You are speaking my language. Been there, done it, still struggling with it. It's good to have you here. Denise, it's so hap- uh, it makes me so happy to be here and to help this business community and, and to be interviewing with you. Well, we were talking just really briefly in my virtual green room. Listen, I've been there. I've done it. And when we first start our businesses, we ha- we feel like we have to do it all. Most of the times we're underfunded or we're self-funding and we're the boss. You know, we we know how everything has to be done. Dang it, do it my way, which doesn't work, by the way. And after a year or two, you're thinking, "What the heck?" is going wrong here. I'm not making anywhere near the money I was supposed to be making. All of my money is going into the business. I'm not even taking a paycheck. I'm tired. I don't even want to talk to my husband. In my case, ex-husband, it it got ugly. So let's talk about how you fix this. Well, Denise, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to, and in what you said, we try to do everything all ourselves. And that is one of our biggest problems. We try to wear the S on our chest, try to be everything to everyone. And when we do all that, and in my case, back in 2014, I had a a wonderful business partner and we've, you know, we've been friends and I'm blessed to have a great business partner, but we were both doing the same thing. We were chasing our tails. We were running around. We built a business. We were employees in that business. And we took it from, you know, verge of bankruptcy to profitable. And and we were exhausted, Denise. We were exhausted. And we did everything. We wore every hat. We did every bank run. We, you know, we looked over our books, We, you know. Swept the floors, washed the car, whatever had to be done in that business. Clean the bathrooms. 
clean the bathroom. Yep. And for me, it got to a point where in 2014, life on on Facebook and Instagram looked wonderful. It was just got married, just you know, first first son on the way, just came back from a nice Greek honeymoon. It looked, it appeared really good. And it was, I was in a, at such a point of, I had a, you know, my doctor told me later, you know, you, you've been having anxiety and panic attacks now for a while. What you're, what you're feeling is just the, you know, this is anxiety. You know, you're not taking care of your body. You're not taking care of your health. I was, you know, slightly overweight. I was dehydrated. I, you know, my, my the physical symptoms just kept building and building as well as the business symptoms. You know, we had high turnover. We had, um, you, know, you know, we were stressed out because of vendors and people weren't paying us. And there were a lot of, there was a lot of things, business symptoms as well as physical symptoms. And 2014 was the point where it finally came to a head. And one day in the middle of a work day, I collapsed with an anxiety attack. My business partner rushed me to the hospital. And that was the, and that was the day that really changed, changed my life. I guess it did. And luckily, you had a business partner to say, uh, "You shouldn't be laying on the ground like that. Let's go somewhere else and fix this." What? I'm sure that you know there were a couple of pivotal moments during your recovery or your realization that you were hurting yourself, you were damaging your your health, your mental health. Were there any pivotal moments where you just said, "I'm not doing this anymore"? Were you in the hospital? Was your wife, you know, with you at home? Where did you? Where do you remember going? This has to stop. Something has to change. Well, the biggest. The biggest thing that made me wake up, other than the anxiety attack, was the doctor in the ER, as I'm staring up at the bright white lights, thank God it was the bright white lights of the ER, and not the bright white lights on the other end of the tunnel. Right. And the doctor, who had no bedside manner, by the way, and he said to me, you're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna have to take antidepressants for 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 a while. To, to get oh over God, no. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. And you know, I had just, you know, gone through a family member that had just battled ten years of drug addiction, and I was petrified. That that brought me to my knees. That that totally brought fear over me. That I, this was no, no way. This is not going to happen. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go through, you know, taking pills and taking antidepressants and, and poisoning my body with something that I created. You know, I created this. I didn't know it at the time that I had created it because I could blame anybody, Denise. I had a, I had a, I had a, a situation, a person, you know, I could blame the weather, the government, the politics, the taxes, you know, I could blame anybody. But it wasn't until I went down a path of self-development, which I didn't even knew that term existed. I didn't own one book on business or self-development back in 2014. 
And it wasn't until I learned from one of my mentors, Jim Rohn, was for anything in my life to change, I had to change. And that was a pivotal moment as well because talk about a talk about a bruise to your ego when somebody says, Hey, for anything in your life to change, you have to change. Well, that was the truth. And that was the cold hard truth that turned me around and said, Okay, well, you know, you have to re you say you have to start studying yourself. Read some books. Found a mentor. And the mentor says Hey, I want you to read these these three or four books. Read a message comes in. It started right there. I don't have I don't have time to read. Well, when you were getting rushed to the hospital and you had to you and your business partner had to close the business for half a day, you weren't there. You had time then, right? And but the it, business it, it, kept it, on going. The business was fine. You know, it, 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 you had time then. So my myth of I didn't have time. Was, was false. And that's what I talk to my clients about these days is that it's about the stories that we tell ourselves and drilling deeper on those stories that we're telling ourselves that we don't have time. We don't have time to meet with that advisor that could help us grow our business. We don't have time to meet with, with our marketing. You know, we claim that we don't have time. And when we confront the myth of time, that opens up a page in the book for us to say, what else have I been telling myself that's not true that I could dig deeper on? What else could I work on? And that's where you know, Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that we had a, a terrific pre-interview a couple of days ago, and you mentioned Jim Rohn, and I'm very familiar with Jim Rohn, but – Somewhere along the line in the last few years, I stopped journaling. I used to journal all the time, but I stopped. And I realized that because of that, I was losing focus. I wasn't getting my thoughts down. I wasn't, you know, and the excuse was the same thing. I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I'm busy. I've got things to do. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm like an attorney. I can argue both sides of the fence and (laughs) come out on either side, depending on my mood. So this morning, I want you to know, I was thinking about you. I got up, I went outside with my dog, excuse me, very raspy today. And it's autumn-like weather here. I live in the deep south. Humidity is not my friend. It's just, it hurts. I don't like humidity. We walked around, and I came home, went back into the backyard with a brand-new composition book, and I was thinking about you and thinking about what we were going to talk about. And I started journaling. I've got four pages of just stuff. I'm so excited. So thank you for that. No, you're very welcome. And journaling was a very another, very much a pivotal point in my transformation because, you know, you know what journaling does for you. Journaling is a is another place for your thoughts to reside, other than in your head. Because we have so much stuff going on. We have, we have so much that, that surrounds us and that crowds out our attention and our focus. And when we're able to articulate what we're thinking and just write it down and get it out of our, get it out of our head, get it out of the real estate of our mind, it's so amazing where there could be a fear, there could be a phobia, there can be something that we are 
working on that once it's or hiding behind. We do that a lot too. Yeah, we look at it. We look at it as it's written, and we say, again, going back, is this true? Is this actually true? Will this actually happen? You know, the Alcardi, right? Most of the things that we worry about will never happen. And I know from journaling, and I'm sure you know this as well, how many things you write down is something that you were maybe concerned about that never, ever happened. And then the things that we're grateful for, we're able to write those in our journal, go back to those and use those and say, wow, this is really going well for me. Or when we're having a bad day, you can go back to that journal and say, wow, this happened. This was, this was amazing. You can remember that. You remember the power that you were in in that moment when this, this amazing thing happened for you. It could just be, you know, that, that could be a win for someone. And that's slowing yes. down. It can. And and what I was going to, to interrupt you, I'm sorry, I have to tell you or I'll forget about it, but I have always, back when I actually worked for other people, which has been quite a while, I've worked for my, myself for many, many years now, I would keep a day minder because I had to. I had to keep my brain somewhere. You know, I would forget things. And I can pick up old day minders that are 20 years old or older and just, you know, two lines, and I'm right back in that day. I remember it. But I wouldn't remember it without that nudge. It's so powerful that that you've practiced that and that you teach that as well. And I'm sure that you've noticed you can bring yourself right back to that state. You know, it's about managing your state. Tony Robbins always mentions that. Mm-hmm. And you know, state management. And you know, I had a I had a recent I had a recent issue with. Um, you know, someone in our business where had I not managed my state and, and gone back to go back to a place where I was not stressed out in business and go to go back to that place where I was stressed out in business and look at the results that I got of being stressed out and, and, and having way too much control and, and, and operating from ego. And then I look at, well, this served me a lot better operating from here. So now I'm able to handle that business situation much better with that 30,000-foot view or that view of this worked before. This strategy did not work before. Getting angry about this and using my ego did not work for me in this situation. This caused the situation with with this person in my business to, to be worse. So journaling and having that and, you know, flushing that out and get it, getting it out of the real state of our mind really helps us to stay focused and on point and in that day, in the present moment. And, and I believe that's, that's one of the, the keys to working on your business versus in your business. Because when we're in it, right, Denise, when we're in it, we can't see to the left nor to the right. You know, there's no True. boundaries. It's, 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 I have to react. I'm in reactive mode. I have to react right now. I have to, you know, I have to be right. I have to be, you know, spot on with this right now. But when I'm, when I'm, when I've been proactive and when I've been working on my business and I've been journaling and I've been slowing down and I've been focusing on 
my, my changes that I can make for myself. Not trying to change people in my business. Not trying to change vendors or tra- change other people's attitudes. How do I change my attitude? You know, this, that's the key part of working on your business. It's working on you. And knee-jerking is something we're all guilty of. And, you know, when I first started my business, I knee-jerked myself into darn near bankruptcy. (laughs) I really did. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was the boss, darn it. You had to do what I wanted you to do. And then I found out that that was just flat out wrong. And I can't even tell you where that came to me. But I realized one day I would not want to be talked to or treated the way I was treating my team members. I was just dead wrong. And I had to gather them together. And a lot of them have been with me for a decade or better and say, listen, I realize belatedly, and I apologize that I hired you for specific parts of my business. I'm a web developer. I do social media. I'm a consultant, a strategy consultant. But I unconsciously, believe it or not, made the decision somewhere along the line to hire people for different points in my business who were better than I am. I didn't even realize it, and I was trying to tell them what to do. I got over that very quickly. (laughs) I went, oh, hang on a second. (laughs) And now they're like, hey, Denise, instead of me saying, do this, do this, don't do this, you know, do what I tell you, nobody gets hurt. I will say, okay, I've got this idea. I know we've been doing it this way, but what do you have that is better? And they step up every time. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's a brilliant strategy. It was, and I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> so it's, had I been journaling property, I, properly, I would have figured that out, I think. But I was so glad to, to pick up that notebook this morning and go outside because going to your earlier point, I had convinced myself, I just don't have time. I don't have time. I've got stuff to do. I made time, and I feel so much calmer. And, you know, this poor composition notebook is just the first one of what's going to be many. I'm probably going to drag it all over the house with me. We'll see. I'll let you know. But yeah, I will continue to journal. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and that that goes back to, to slowing down, right, Denise? And, yes. And that's the, you know, in my, my five keys to time freedom, slowing down. You know, it's it slow down, and the second is get clear. But it used to be, you know, when I when I first drafted it, it was get clear. And then when I realized, you know, sometimes we, we do these things and we don't realize that we do them. So, you know, like you're going back to your employees and, and saying, hey, you know, this is what I hired you for. And I, you, know, I, you know, I apologize for, for stepping in. We, we have to, you know, we check ourselves. And when I checked myself when I was writing the five keys, I said, well, wait a minute, I had to, before I got clear, I had to slow down. And slowing down let me see the road ahead of me a lot better. Let me see the left, left to the right. What's in front of me? What's above? What's beneath? You know, and I could see that a lot. Now I could see that a lot clearer because I was slow, slowing down. So to go with your point of journaling and, and working on your business, slowing down allows us to get to to the next point of of getting clear and that clarity. And that's what we were talking about in the virtual green room earlier. 
You know, and it's hard for people like you, like me. We're A-type personalities. We get things done. We, you know, kind of want it done our way until we find out that we're not the only important person in the room, which is difficult. It's really, that hurt my feelings to figure that one out. But once we do take that time to slow down, and sometimes it has to be a conscious decision, you have to pay attention. You know, you can't be doing multitasking, not your friend, don't multitask. I used to do that all the time. It's not a good idea. Whole different topic, but don't multitask. But the thing is, once we slow down a bit, and it's count, we think it's counterproductive, it's anything but. But I did want to ask you, you have an ebook called Five Keys to Time Freedom, which you just mentioned, and I think it's a free download, isn't it? It is a free download. I, I created it with the business owner in mind that you know, or it could be you that says, I don't have the time. And it's such a, it's such a common problem, and I believe in solving the, the problem, not the symptom of the problem. The symptom is you miss your, your daughter's dance recital. The symptom is you, you miss date nights, and it starts with one date night, and it starts with six months of date nights. Or you miss congratulating an employee for being with you for five years. Or, you know, and we don't have, we use, oh, I don't have the time. I don't, t- I don't have time to go and get a, a, a card for my, my, my favorite employee for, for their birthday. Or I, I don't have time to do this. And we're all guilty of doing it. But we, we miss these little things because we use time as our excuse. And I created this resource, a business owner, and it's actionable and stuff that way. If you open it and you download it, you'll get value within the first hour that you read it. It should only take you it should only take you an hour to go through. It has some exercises that you can do, um, one of which is a time audit, but we you know, we can get into that later in the conversation. But it's really powerful. It's what I've used to get my own time freedom in business. You know, uh, my bios is fifteen to twenty hours a week. The last two months, it's been about 10 to 12 hours per week for the two businesses, and we've had the best, you know, months that we've we've ever had in our company. So I really believe in the five Ps, and I believe that it will help any small business owner, solopreneur, uh, help them with their own time freedom. Well, can we go through some of the, the five keys or all of them? But, Oh, I would, I would absolutely love to. Okay, so let's do that because I probably need all of them. Just so you know, <laughs> I need to slow so down. All, There's no question. <laughs> so we already mentioned slowing down. That's the first key, and the second key was getting clear. And you know, when I was in the midst of burnout, I, I truly was not clear on what it was that I wanted. What did I want this business to do for me? Um, What did I want to be doing with my time? How did I want to be spending my time in business and at home? You know, I was asked in a a webinar that we did recently, you know, should I focus on the keys to time freedom? Should I do kind of one for work and one for home life? And and I say it's all, it should all be one one thing together. You know, we shouldn't differentiate work and home. And I, and I agree. I say that, so many people say that, oh, you know, life-work balance. 
what do you mean? It's all the same thing. You are you, and you're going to behave the way you need to behave when you're at work or when you're at home. You're not splitting yourself in half. Right. And, you know, in the, the key time frame, I can tease it out is, you know, I talk about what are your top three values? What are the things that you value the most? Because when, when we are living without a sense of, direction and we're living in depression or anxiety, usually because we're not living within our values. We're doing something that's contrary to what we value. And that's where a lot of a lot of headaches come in and a lot of pain because we're outside of those values. Um, so talk about you know writing down your top three values and you know these are your non negotiables. And I, and I offer to keep them written. I'm a big believer of writing things down, like you said, with the gratitude, with the journaling and, and you know, gratitude or thoughts that we're having. But I put them on a three-by-five card. What are my top three values? I do the same. And, I go to the Dollar Tree, and always at the top of my list is index cards. I love <laughs> index cards. I scribble on them. I write on them. And you know what I do? And this is cathartic for me. I... At, you know, once I've finished, and I try to just put one item on a card because it's important. You know, finish this one, move to the next. At the end of the day, I'll take all the ones that I have finished, I've completed, I'm happy with it, and I run them through the shredder. Done. It's cathartic. It's a wonderful practice, and that's a, that's a great tip. And when we go through life, and we, we begin to learn that we only have so many yeses that we can give out. There's, there is only so much time in there. Time is finite. Our time is valuable. Our time is precious. That we're only saying yes to the things that are within our values, doing it with the people that we love, and, and doing it on purpose with intention. So then I, you know, in, in the five keep talk about, you know, write down those people in your life that you value. Now you got your values in the values that you have, top three values. Write down those people that you value more than anything. The people that really light you up, they build you up. They, you know, these could be mentors, it could be family members, um, your children, whatever, whatever, whoever the people are in your life that have built your life up. And we, you know, we don't do it alone. That's where burnout comes in. We think we have to do all this alone, and you know, our, our our happiness is reliant on all these other outside influences. When we realize that the people that are around us are there to build them up, and we're there to build them up, we're there to serve them, they're, 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 they're willing to serve us in such a beautiful way that getting clear on, and these could be your key people in your business. Who's most valuable to you in business? You know, who, if they walked in tomorrow and gave you two weeks' notice, you know, those are the people you need to really value. Why, why are they so valuable? Um, so really getting clear on the people that you value. Um, and then I talk about, we, I do a, a, an exercise where it's, you know, you imagine reality. You know, go out, go out to 2026. We're in 2021, so go out to 2026. You know, what would you be doing? Who would you be with? What would you be serving? Who would you be serving? And, and what are the feelings that you're getting as a result of doing these things that you love and being with these people? 
You know, and this is this is the the blueprint for the life that you're designing for yourself. And I tell and I tell clients all the time about people that that respond to the five keys, time freedom. That, that there's a lot of questions that come with this, and and I always say, you know, you have my email. Please email me if there's any questions once you go through these five keys. But some people write this stuff down and say, my life looks nothing like this right now. And that's and that's a problem. Well, that would that's a negative thing to think about. It, well, let me let me rethink this. If you are writing something down and saying, my life doesn't look anything like this, it may slow you down because now you're a bit depressed. Or you have the option of going, but I don't have to live in this life forever. I can move over here. So I would think you'd have two options there. So that brings us to the third key, which is, I call I, I, I say it tongue-in-cheek, but it's do less, and it's a, an homage to Greg McEwen essentialism, and it's do less but better. And do less is really the, 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 my favorite key in the, time, in the time freedom keys because it's doing less of the things that aren't on our value system. They're not on our list of, you know, if this is not getting you closer to this desired life that you're looking for, it's all about the journey. It's not about a destiny. You know, life is, this is a journey. This is, is a, a fun journey that we should be on. It's not like I'm going to get to here and then I'll be happy because that doesn't work. And that's, it's impossible, you know? Doing less on this road is doing less of the things that aren't adding value and a return on investment to your life. So it's those conversations that we have. It's the social media. Social media is a tool. If you go on Facebook and you're, you know, you get mad and angry and you're feeling some type of a, a, a negative feeling, well, you know what? Do a little bit less of that. Get out of there. Get out of Facebook, dump Twitter, and go do something healthy. And it sounds so simple. And, and, you know, what I've learned to do was I had to to have a little – me and Facebook had to have a little break. But (laughs) when I I realized that I could do more of Facebook, not do less of Facebook. Now I could do more of Facebook, but I could do it within my value system – Go back to the first key. I had to slow down on Facebook. Now I had to get clear on social media. What do I want to see in social media? I had to create what I want to see. So now I follow the people that I want to follow. If, if somebody's, you know, and it's not about disagreeing with anybody. It's just about if, if, if there's hatred, negativity, vile, complaining, I far away from that. I want to I want to hang with the eagles on Facebook. There's there's a lot of eagles on Facebook and social media. It's it's just a tool. Facebook, social media is a tool. And when we decide that we're going to step away from these things that aren't bringing us value and aren't bringing us ROI, picking up the phone on a conversation you know you shouldn't be on, that's going to take an hour of your time that you can be doing something productive that would bring you an ROI, that would bring you value to your life or your business. Um, so I suggest, you know, I, I, this is not an easy task, but I suggest a time audit. And I have a time tracker in the five keys. And it's basically for seven days, 
for 24 hours a day, you just like a food journal, just like an exercise journal, you write down it in those those hours. Just write it down. There's no judgment. There's no – just write down what you did. If you you went and watched four hours of TV – Write down you watched four hours of TV. If you, you know, if you worked out, work. You write down what you worked out, and list, but just list how you spent your time for seven days. Um, what will happen is, and it happened to me when I created this exercise. I found twelve unproductive hours per week right off the bat. You know, and I had to quantify it because. At the time, you know, I was making about 35 bucks an hour, and uh, that's what I kind of calculated what, what my value was, wasting about 20 grand a year. Ow. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was just, that was right in the beginning of just kind of, you know, social media, I was watching the news, uh, you know, TV, I was kind of playing games on my phone. I would pick up the phone, talk to people for, you know, it should have been a 15-minute conversation, turned into an hour and a half. Just, that just got me 12 hours a week. So remember when I said, my, my mentor had said, hey, we, I need you to, you know, read some of these books. They'll build you up. They'll add some value to your life. There's that ROI. Okay, my mentor is telling me this is going to re- – for every hour I spend on this book – it's gonna it's gonna ten x return. Well, okay. Well, news wasn't doing that for me. No. Playing games on my phone wasn't doing that for me. So, could you imagine having twelve extra hours per week? No, I can't, and I want to go find them right now. (laughs) As soon as as we're done here, I am going to go do my time audit. And, you know, it's interesting because I have often, when I'm consulting with my clients, I say, okay, what are you doing that you shouldn't be doing? Are you doing $10 an hour work, or are you letting your people do that? Or, you know, you should be at $500 an hour. Why are you doing the $10? And guess what? I didn't do it for me. I'm going to start whining here. (laughs) I used to do it somewhere along the line. I quit journaling. I quit, you know, keeping myself to a better standard of, you know, how I do things. I don't know why. I don't know how. It doesn't matter. It stops today. That makes, that brings joy, joy to my heart, Denise. And there's a reason you're here today. (laughs) You're here to help me with whether you know it or not. Well, I honor that, so thank you. And as you're going through this audit, so now after your, your seven days and you have this time tracker in front of you with your what you did for the last week, very simple. I, I want to give actionable, easy simple things because the simple things that are repeated consistently that that will get us to to the living that life that we truly want to live which i call success you know success isn't a dollar amount it's not how many cars you have in your garage it's not how big your house is success is just living that life you truly want to live and i believe anybody has the possibility to live successfully that's that's how i believe i walk out of my house in the morning and i Anybody else that will listen to me, 
I will tell them that you have the opportunity to be successful. So you take the you take that time on it, you look and you say, Okay, what I'm gonna do is I am going to take I use highlighter, I'm a very very visual person. Green highlighter. Skim that list of what you did in the last week. Will it does this line up with my values? Does this bring me joy, peace, and happiness? Highlight it in green. Right? Is green for I money like, or is green for energy? Well, just I like green. Green is go. Green is fertile. Green is right. you know life. Gotcha. Okay. And things that these are the things that I enjoy doing. Okay. And then in a, in another another highlighter. Orange. I use orange. Orange really. It's I can't use red, so I just used orange. But orange was, what are the things that I did not enjoy doing? What are the things that, did, that didn't build me up, that I was exhausted after I did them? And things that we're going to have to do that we don't like. But, and I call those our musts. You know, and then we can ask some questions about these musts that we have. Does this must matter? You know, and if it matters, does it matter right this second? Does it matter today? You know, I believe, you know, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, he talks about day-tight compartments. And that concept of living today's day, living in the present, you know, living in the present isn't some woo-woo hokey BS that, you know, the self-help gurus no, living in the present is a real thing. It's the only thing we can actually do. Yeah, we're, we have no idea if we will be around five minutes from now. I mean, <laughs> seriously, we don't. We we just don't. And my brother passed away in March. He was a double lung transplant patient. And when you were talking earlier about, you know, the addictions that happen, I – I have no means of proving this, but I genuinely think a lot of his really rotten quality of life towards Ian was because of the medications that they were just pumping into him. I think they were contraindicated. There were too many of them. They made him miserable. But he would say, I've only got right now. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. And I listened to that. He's right. Living in the present is so valuable when we take that conscious effort to live right now. You know, anxiety comes when we're trying to live in the future. And depression goes comes from when we're trying to live in the past. Oh. And okay. Yeah. And living in living in this present moment really keeps the super focus going back to, to key to get clear. Now we're clear on what we're doing today. We're not, we're not putting off joy, happiness, and peace to a date in the future because it's just going to cause us anxiety. So when we're looking at this audit and does, does this must, does, I must do this today. Well, does it matter? And I, and I love drilling down deeper into these questions and we talked about it in the, the virtual green room. It's what's the story we're telling ourselves about, about these musts 
you know, can, mind if I tell you a quick story about must? No, I wish you would. And while, but let me kind of toss my two cents in too. What I have learned is that the only things that I must do are the things that I promised I would do. I don't know if, you know, yesterday I promised my dog I would take her for a walk first thing this morning. I got up this morning and she looked at me and said, okay, okay. We went out and we walked. I had promised. I had done it out loud to myself and to her because I don't like humidity. Humidity is just hard on me. I mean, I have been known to throw up on my own feet if I get overheated. (laughs) But today was just lovely and off we went and we had the best time and then I came home and I sat out with my brand new journal because yeah I was listening to you the other day I promised myself that I was going to do these things and my life so far is immeasurably better because I kept my promises does that make sense that makes a a ton of sense and yes when we give our word these are our yeses we give our yeses Uh give our commitments and these are our yeses we say yes this matters this brings me joy it brings you joy to walk your dog it brings you joy to journal brings you you know the things that bring us joy we're saying yes to these things and and these musts i must do this these must matter and the story i was going to tell you about is when we talk about do these musts matter right now are they do they apply to to me currently I was working with a professional woman, and she came to me with some time challenges and very busy, very professional practice was was very successful. And we did the time audit, and she came to me with the results, and we were working on them. And one thing that kept coming up was her uh, school board that she was on. I said, oh, let's talk about the school board. I said, you know, that school board stresses me out to no end. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, we get calls about the meetings, and there's meetings upon meetings, and you could have a whole hour about just about meetings. But anyway, I know. Um, I hate meetings. <laughs> I hate them. So we're talking about the school board, and I said, okay how much time are you spending on this school board? And she told me it was a significant amount and it was attributed to those meetings, calls, sidebar calls, research she had to do for the school and things that she had taken on that were way past the scope of her, her being on the board. And I said, well, why did you get involved in the first place? Well, you know, it's my daughter's school. And I wanted to be involved, and I got, you know, once in a while I got to have lunch with her, so that was that was kind of cool, and you know, brought me a little closer to my daughter, and I was very involved, and I, and I enjoyed that, and it really brought me a lot of joy, good networking, and it was good. I said, okay, well, you know, but now it's it's changed into this this nightmare that you, that created, and a real time vacuum for you that doesn't seem like it's working out so well right now. And I said, does this, does this must still matter? And she said, well, you know, I guess it doesn't because my daughter graduated about a year and a half ago. (laughs) So she was speaking and thinking in the past tense and hadn't moved forward. Well, the identity had come to, now she was a member of the school board and 
just went on autopilot. So when the, when the next term came up, she just didn't even go back and think about, well, this doesn't really matter right now. This didn't go back to my value of spending time with my daughter and being involved with my daughter's school. Yes, what she did mattered as in, you know, she, she was good for the board and her expertise on certain matters on the board was, was, was relevant. It did matter, but didn't matter right now. And it, it got away from her values. She didn't get into the school board because she was well-versed in these, these certain items. That kind of, that kind of came afterwards when the, when the board saw, you know, what she did and her value. Oh, then they, you know, moved her to this other position on the board. But it didn't matter. You know, that wasn't why she got on there in the first place. So it got so far off of her value system that it was it was a time drag on her. And she said, I'm going to I'm going to resign from the board. She, you know, and they, and they and, and the people, one of her friends on the board said, boy, I thought you were going to resign, you know, a year and a half. We were waiting for you to resign a year and a half ago. We're, 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 ha- we're happy that you're still on the board, but. You know, we were expecting you to resign a year and a half ago. So going going back to it doesn't matter right now. And changing our attitude or approach to doing these musts. When I was going through burnout, I used it. Language is so important. And the words that we use are just critically important to how, how our life goes and how we see the lens that we see our lives through. I would always say I'm going to work. It's my business, but I always said I was going to work, going to work, going. That's oh, that's I see where you're going, going with this. And one day after, you know, you know, reading books and studying and learning about language and how we frame things for ourselves, my son asked me, he said, Daddy, what are you doing today? And I, I said, you know what? Today's the last day I'm going to say I'm going to work. I said, Bruno, I'm going to help people today. Ah. There's people that there's people that have gotten into a car accident or need help with their car. I'm going to go help them today. And he said, wow, that's cool. And I'm like, I know. It's so cool. And it's such a mind shift, both for you and for him. And now he tells his friends, he says, that's a great that's feeling, a great feeling. When, when your child says, dad helps people. Because now the value system that you're creating for your child is not this work culture. It's a help, you know, I help people. So changing our approach and our attitude to doing certain things is so critical. And then I, I go through, can I ask someone for help with it? We're terrible. Oh, I know. We're, we get embarrassed by it. Like we're supposed to, you know, Superman, Supergirl. We're supposed to have these big, like you said, big S's on our chest. I used to just, be humiliated when I didn't have an answer or had to ask for help. I was embarrassed. Now I'm like, hmm, I wonder who's smarter than I am today. I'm going to go find that person. They're out there. They're easy to find. And you know what? 
I have learned by being a little bit less of an idiot, just a little, that entrepreneurs like you, like me, solopreneurs, we are willing and able for the most part. 99% of us are perfectly willing to help you if we can. We're not going to, you know, roll out the welfare mat. We're going to say, sure, I'll answer a question. Maybe this will help. And then we wish you good luck. We're not going to do it for you, but we will help if we can. Such a great point. And as we create that culture of asking for help within our organization and with our staff, you know, it really is contagious. You make it okay. It's so it's acceptable to ask for help. It's acceptable mm-hmm. to get us and your business will improve. You know, to all our business owners that are listening out there, whether you be whether you're a solopreneur with contract you know, white label contractors that work with you or, you know, you have a, a small business with employees. When you create that culture of it's okay to ask for help, your business will improve exponentially because everyone will be looking for the best solution, and they will consult with the highest qualified person on the team, and it will be – it's not a a badge of shame to ask for help. And I I truly believe that that's another key – to on your business and that's a key piece in that culture of your business it's a great point yeah well and that makes complete sense to me i mean it took me a while to figure it out i'm a my brother who is now gone used to say man you're bossy and i would say no i have leadership leadership skills darn it i'm bossy and i had to you know, figure out that that wasn't always the best way to do things. I still, you know, kind of go back to it, but I catch myself quicker. You know, it's working on the business, not in the business, because I was doing for the longest kind of time. When I first started, I didn't have any money. I was self-funded. I was not going to take my computer science degree and go work for somebody else. I just was not. And I gave myself six months to make a business, create a business, and actually make money. And I want you to know, at the six-month mark, like the 29th of that month, I did it. I made it. It was like, whew, because I was not going to put out resumes. But I had to do it all on my own. And I did that for way too long. So listen to what we're saying here. Don't try to do it by yourself. You'll kill yourself. And there's a great book by Dan Sullivan called Who Not How for the business audience out there. That is a phenomenal book. has has helped me so much. And and it's about those who's that are in your business. And, boy, right on right on topic of what we're talking about. And, Denise, it's it's a phenomenal book, so I highly recommend uh, that that book as well. Well, as soon as we're through with, with your your five keys, I wanted to ask you about the books that you recommend. And listen, going back to what we were just talking about, I figured out belatedly longer, took me longer than it should have that I was the bottleneck in my my business. I was doing the most damage. I I agree. And I I found the same same thing in my business. And 
and it's it's humbling. It's very, very humbling and a bruise to the ego to say, oh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't everybody else. It wasn't the mailman for delivering the mail too late and didn't get those, sh- you know, it, it's me. It's me. You know, I, I should have sent that invoice out a little bit sooner. You know, I, I should have, you know, I should have listened to that client and what they really wanted instead of trying to give them what I thought they needed. You know, it's, or fired it's, that client because I really didn't like him anyway. And that's, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're good. You're, you're doing a, You're doing a great job on segueing to, to the, to one of these points is, Hey, and I haven't even read it. I downloaded it. I haven't read it yet, so yay me. Yay you. Can I just eliminate this? If this is not bringing me any joy, and this is uh, this is repeatedly showing up, can I just stop doing this? And you said firing clients, and one of the first and scariest things that I had to learn was that it was okay, and in fact, it was very necessary sometimes to say, bye-bye. No, yep, just I'm out of here. And you know what, Joe? Nature abhors a vacuum. The moment, almost literally, that you have opened up a space, something much better shows up without fail. And if we had more time to talk about it, I would tell you that it absolutely does and when I fired my biggest client at the time that was you know 80 20 was giving 80 percent of my headaches and sucking up 80 percent of my time I found a client that ended up being zero headaches and doubled my income from that client that I lost so it works and if anybody ever wants to hear that story uh, reach out to me and I will gladly tell you that story (laughs) Well, and this is the point where I say we're not going to make it with just an hour. Will you come back? Oh, I would love to come back. It, okay, this is good. Fun. Talk about this will be on my time on it. This will be a highlighted green. Put it that way. <laughs> well, and I remember warning you or threatening you in the, the virtual green room that I would do this on the radio so you couldn't tell me no. So I'll get you to come back. Thank you. Glad to come back. Okay, so, and really we we have so much more to talk about because this is a topic in several topics within a topic that those of us who are creating or building businesses or just withering on the vine in our businesses and we don't know why or we don't have the guts to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to change. I don't want to work in this particular part of my business. Whatever's going on. It's best to hear from other people how we've coped with it, what we're doing with it, and, you know, get that, that, I don't know, insight, I guess, because you don't have to be alone. You shouldn't be alone. And look, I am a highly functioning introvert. I like to be alone, but I can't be without friends, mentors, coaches, you know, Facebook friends. I met you through a Facebook friend, Meredith uh, Bell. We have to have input from other sources, good input, so we can then go, hmm, well, that's not working, or hey, that actually sucks. I don't want to do that anymore. So definitely we have to come back. 
Yeah, would love to. Would love to come back and, and serve your audience in any way I possibly could. So I appreciate the opportunity. Well, when you come back, and let's make a note here, I do want to ask you about the different books that you recommend because we're at the three-minute mark now. We're going to run out of time, and I'm losing my voice, and I don't want to not finish the five keys to time freedom. So let's toggle back over there. Absolutely. So the last, the last two keys are, and, and I would love to have you download this and go through it on your own, but the fourth key is schedule time for yourself, which we, none, of us, none of us that are busy ever think of doing. Ours, we, we pay ourselves last. We take care of ourselves last. And those are the two biggest mistakes we can make. And the fifth key is taking daily action. So this kind of culminates with everything that we've talked about in the five keys. And I give out-of-the-box tips for giving every single day that do not require time that don't require money or any giving of your actual resources these are the invisible things that you can give and they are so powerful in building a business and they don't cost you a dime so i would love for people to download the five keys and learn about outside of the box giving which is the fifth key in my time freedom keys can you give us an example real quick? So I love giving attention and focus. That is one of my favorite things that when we're sitting across from a client or we're sitting across from a, a vendor, what is what are we focused on? Can we pay attention? We're in the six-second attention span period of our lives where, you know, we click through everything. You know, my son was – wanted me to play a song, he just asked Alexa to play it. He used to have to wait all day to the radio for that thing to come on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you have everything instantly. And we, we can stop and listen and focus and give someone attention. That is one of the most powerful gifts we can give another human being is attention and focus. And I encourage people, I encourage my clients to listen with the express intent of understanding that person that's across the table from you, across the Zoom screen or on the other end of that phone. And I'll leave it at that. No, and you're dead right. Listen, I am not a big talker. I'm not a big phone chatter. In fact, maybe 10 people, well, nine now that my brother is gone, maybe 10 people, nine, nine people have my cell phone number. I simply don't give it out. I if I want to talk to you, I'll pick up the phone and talk to you, which, as it turns out, is remarkably rude and insensitive and just downright mean. So what I have learned throughout this whole COVID thing, even though my business didn't change, in fact, it got better, but you know, I am not out in public. My orders, my groceries are delivered to my step. I ordered my house online. I ordered my car online. I really am not out and about much, but I learned that I needed to be a lot more accessible to my friends and to my mentors and to my colleagues. I'm doing more phone calls, personal phone calls now, many more texts than I used to do. And now in the mornings, I'm actually looking forward to checking in with my friends. You know, I've got a handful of friends that I consider mentors, colleagues, just good friends. And I'll check in with them via text first thing in the morning. And I may get a, hey, do you have 10 minutes? You betcha. I didn't used to do that. I didn't have time, I thought. I was also kind of a 
bitch, but you know, there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I was very selfish with my time. I was not giving it to other people. And man, I'm sorry about that now. But I'm better. And you will love the out of the box giving tips in the five keys. You will resonate with them beautifully, and you've accentuated the points that that we've made about outside the box giving so wonderfully with your, you know, just just being friendly, just being that that listening here for ten minutes, sending that encouraging text uh, exchange first thing in the morning. Start every day with that act of giving. It's so important. It never occurred to me. Isn't that strange? It just never occurred to me. I figured if people wanted to talk to me, they knew my phone number or not, but they could reach me if they needed to. So selfish. I didn't even know how selfish it was. So, Joe, listen, where can people, and I will read, that I downloaded it last night. I haven't read it, so, um, but just the conversations that you and I have already had, I figured out what kind of what the five keys were going to be about because you shared them with me just by by chatting earlier. So before I let you go, where can people find you again? www.joeperone with two R's dot biz. And everything's on my website. I'm on all the social media channels, which I know you'll post in the in the show notes. And there's links on my website as well. And I would love to connect with business owners that are struggling with time. Joe, thank you. It has been really terrific speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the wonderful tips and the advice that you shared with our audience. And I'm very much looking forward to having you come back again soon. As soon as we're done, I'll send you the link and get you squared away. So before we say goodbye, quickly, do you have any other thoughts you want to share with the audience before we say goodbye? Just download those five pieces of time freedom. I designed it with the business owner in mind that wants to take action and wants to wants to have something different. So I, I appreciate uh, any business owner that would like to come and download that and, and go through that. Definitely. Listen, um, be sure to I'd like to remind our audience before I cut you loose here to look for us in iTunes and honestly anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. You can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So take us along on your success journey. Joe, thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. Please, I appreciate it so much. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.